playing online and on smart devices. Now on London Scotty Radio, it's podcast time. I'm George Matlock. And welcome, welcome to Scotty MOT, the health and well-being show from London Scotty Club. Is that applause I was hearing just now? It sounds as though the audience is uh, giving us a bit of relief, saying we're back on air after a one-month gap, would you believe, ladies and gentlemen? One month, would you say? Uh, that's right, it is a month at, during the summer. That is the regularity of our shows. Um, and a very hot one expected this weekend. In fact, London's Scotty Club has had to postpone the London walkabout by a week. So we're now going to be going out um, in London on the 24th of July. So I hope some of you will be able to join us for that. And we bring back Kath Marshbank from Scotty Charity Stex. Welcome, welcome, Kath. Well, hi, George. Great to have you on the show. How have you been? Oh, very well, thank you. It has been a long time. It's been a long month. It certainly has. And, and how do you like the new look, Scotty MOT? When I say new look, you can't really see it. I mean, it's, a, it's an audio programme, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's all coming together, the new sounds and everything, all sounding good. <laughs> well, you know, I've always wondered, actually, and we're very excited to, we've got a new whole new box of tricks here, and I've always wondered, what would it, what, what would a, if a Scotty could talk in English, what would it sound like, and what, what kind of a voice would it have? And I think it might be something a little bit like this. If only a Scottish Terrier could speak. What should you make of that? Yeah, very good. I think it needs a slightly more Scottish accent, though. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, maybe I'll ask Fraser to help us out with that one. I... Yeah, maybe Fraser can help better. Yeah, maybe a bit of WD-40 oil as well to just to lubricate the, the, the vocals, I, I must admit. It was a bit rusty, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, so these are all these new amazing things that we can now do on the programme. And uh, so we'll be we'll be releasing some of those along the way. Um, some of you may actually know some of our uh, special effects like this one. <coughs> which is the Scotty M.O.T., or that one, which is also the Scotty M.O.T. Um, right, Cass, so first of all, um, back to you. Uh, great to have you back on the programme. Now, on today's Scotty M.O.T., uh, we are going to be talking about uh, how to stay cool. We've just been hearing there about how we've had to postpone this uh, weekend's uh, planned walkabout in London because of the extreme temperatures. I mean, they're soaring beyond 30 degrees Celsius. Um, I know that one little sort of, uh, I suppose, uh, trick or that Jackie uh, suggested to us at the tucked away right at the very end of the previous episode of Scotty MOT back in back in uh, a month ago, whenever it was, uh, middle of, um, of June, she actually said, if you put your hand down on a pavement and if you can't keep your hand on the pavement for five seconds, then it's too hot for your Scotty to walk. Would you agree with that? Definitely. You know, best thing to do, stand, you know, if you've been on holiday and you get up off your sunbed and you walk across, you're going to the sea and then you, you all of a sudden you're doing a dance, aren't you? Because it's like you're on that boiling hot sand. It's just like that for the dogs walking on the tarmac. So, you know, take your shoes off yourself and put your feet on the floor and see if you can stand it. You know, dogs will get blisters on the pads, on the on the paws. And, uh, you know, sometimes those blisters will then get infected and they'll weep. So, you know, it's very, very painful for the dogs. 
So I can it's imagine. Very important, you know, mm. walk them early morning. Yep. Walk them late at night. It doesn't matter for one day if the dog doesn't actually go for a walk. That walk, you know, missing that one walk, it's not going to die. But taking it on the walk could kill it. Yeah, it's know, as stark as that. Yeah. Very, very good advice. I mean, we, we've been, I mean, it's hot everywhere throughout the whole UK at the moment and indeed throughout Europe. And what we've been doing is sort of trying to get the dogs walked really early. So, you know, by, by my definition, that's six in the morning. Um, and then in the evening that we usually take, I usually take them out quite late anyway. So sort of 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. is not unheard of. Of course, by then you've usually got the foxes sneaking around dustbins in, in suburbia. So um, unfortunately, my dogs get a bit animated. But um, but yeah, but we do this because we need to find uh, the coolest part of the day. Um, so it, it is what it is. Um, and you you've got quite a few Scotties, haven't you? Uh, where you're living, you've 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 got a few indoors, haven't you? Yeah, we've I've got six of my own dogs, um, five Scotties and one non-Scotty. And then there's an extra two dogs here at the moment, one on holiday and the other one um, looking for a new home. So I'm lucky that at my house I've got the grassland, I've got five acres of grass, which the grass doesn't get mm. as hot as what the tarmac does. So the dogs can just wander around on the on the lawns and in the fields. Yep. And there's lots of um, big trees where they can shade, you know, lie in the shade. And also the house at different times um, I've always got some shade around the house. I'm very, very lucky. But, you know, if you're um, in the town, um, you know, more than likely you've got the sun on your house all day long, getting very, very hot. Mm. So it's very difficult to keep the dog out of the sunshine. Um, you know, so sometimes you've got to say, no, you're stopping inside. You know, I used to have one Scotty. I'd put the sun loungers out on the lawn and she thought those sun loungers were for her. <laughs> <laughs> Marge would sit on those lounges all day long, you know, no matter how hot it was. Uh-huh. She loved the sunshine, but it's not good for them. If a dog is overheating, we, mm. we don't see it straight away. The dog actually starts cooking from the inside. Oh, gosh. Um, so it is it is very, very worrying. So, you know, if you're taking the dogs in the car, great. If you're there driving, you've got the air conditioning on, you're nice and cool. But as soon as you get out of the car, you must take the dog with you. Don't risk leaving the dog inside the car without the air conditioning on. Even for five minutes, it could, you know, those temperatures will really increase and you're literally boiling the dog alive. Gosh, it sounds literally like you, you've put them into a microwave oven. Yeah, it is. It Cooking is, from the uh, inside. Awful. Yeah. So, um, and for, I should just say, while I remember as well... We, here at the uh, at HQ at the London Scotty Club Radio Studios, we we actually have had to open the 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 roof because it's so hot here as well. So apologies, listeners, if from time to time you do hear an overhead aircraft flying into London Heathrow, uh, but we are where we are. We're based in London, obviously, um, and uh, so my apologies for that. Um, usually we'll be able to do something about that, but today it's just impossible. It's just so hot. But we want to get the show together, right? We haven't had a show in ages, so there we go. Um, so. Coming back to you, Kath, and, and your suggestions. So how do we keep a Scotty cool? You've said some of the things not to do, so don't leave them, obviously, in a car. Um, even in the shade, I would say um, it's dangerous because um, just because of the sheer heat uh, anyway. And, and obviously you need ventilation, windows need to be left open, etc. But sh- you shouldn't really leave a dog in a car for a prolonged period of time anyway, should you? No, because even on a dull day, you know, the, the cars do heat up. You know, I always say to people, sit in the car yourself and just 
see how long it takes, you know, before you think I've got to get out of here. Um, yeah. You know, a friend of mine, she was sat in her car. Her husband accidentally locked the car. Oh, right. And now you would think that you can actually open the car from the inside. Mm -hmm. It was a BMW. It deadlocked and she couldn't get out of the car. Oh, dear. And she was starting to panic because, you know, her temperature was rising. She was starting to feel claustrophobic. And she was literally banging on the windows, shouting, please run and, and find him. Where is he? Find the keys and get me out of here. You've got, so, you've got us on the edge of our seats. So what happened? So did uh, did well, husband find himself? Found her husband and, you know, we, we opened the door because I'm there going... And her husband's saying, silly, silly, you know, you should have been able to open the door, just press the button and the locks would undo. But they wouldn't for some reason. The car had deadlocked and, um, you know, you'd have thought the alarm would have started going off and that oh, would yeah. have alerted uh, alerted him to, oh gosh, you know, what's happening with the car. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was away chatting. Um, you know, we, we went to find him and, and found him, but, you know, it was starting to get really hot in the car and uh, the lady was really panicking. I can truly, so, you know, truly imagine it must have been an absolute ordeal. I hope they're still together after all that. Oh, they are, yes, they are. <laughs> okay, um, good. You know, but okay. I did read just, um, just a couple of days ago on social media, um, a couple got married. Uh, they had um, a kennel come and take the dog away from the wedding. The dog was actually a ring bearer at the wedding. The kennels came to collect the dog. When they got back to the kennels, they didn't take the dog out of the uh, transporter straight away. They went back to the car when they realised the dog was in the car, in the van, and the dog had already passed away. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, my goodness. You know, very, very, very upsetting. And um, was that uh, was that in the UK or where did that yeah, that's, episode? that's in the UK this weekend uh, on social media. Oh, the dear. dog was a, a pug-type dog, which, mm. you know, they have breathing difficulties anyway. Yep. Very short, mm. um, short snout. Yep. But, you know, absolutely devastating. I'm sure the kennels didn't mean to do it, uh, but it just takes a slip of, you mm. know, you, you go in, you answer a phone call, you already think you've let the dog out of the car, you know, and just five minutes is too long. It's incredible. It really is a sobering thought. So, folks, listen up. This is a really important uh, point. Um, do not leave your, your dogs unsupervised in a, in a car for a prolonged period of time. And I guess in this particular case, the, the windows were actually closed anyway, were they? Or, or were... Um, I'm not sure. No. If, you know, I think there will be um, an inquest, uh, you know, yeah. into what actually happened. Of course. The same thing happened a few years ago. It was in the Lancashire Police Force. Um, you know, the, these vans, what the dogs are transported in, are supposed to be ventilated. They are now. They actually have mm. special air conditioning units in them since the accident mm -hmm. uh, because a police dog died, um, you know, after the policeman going into the office to do some paperwork. Again, left the dog for too long, came out and the dog had collapsed and uh, couldn't be revived. That's absolutely awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. You know, the police dogs, they cost thousands and thousands of pounds to train. Yep. Um, you know, to, to buy the pups in, they, they're an expense, mm. you know, they've been specially bred. So, you know, the, the pups are two or three thousand pounds to start with, um, you and, know, and all that work gone. And not, and of course, not every police dog gets through the training. I'm a a neighbour of mine actually had a, a lovely Alsatian called Poppy um, some years ago uh, as a rescue, as a rescue, because the police had no purpose for the dog when the dog failed the, the entrance exams. Yeah. So, um, so then uh, went went to Civvy Street and um, enjoyed retirement in in the glory of very loving 
folks. So wonderful end, end to her story. But again, yeah, they don't all even get through. So so when they do get through, they, they really are a prized resource to the police force. And and, um, and what a terrible tragedy to, to lose one like that. That's it. You know, so mm. you've just got to be so careful. Absolutely. Um, you know, so my advice is, you know, you can get little boots for the dogs to put on the dogs if you've got to. You know, sometimes you're traveling with the dogs last mm. year. The dogs were actually away on holiday with us um, and the temperatures increased. You know, we had some really hot weather down on the south coast. And because we were away from home, the dogs had to come with us. You know, it was, it was too hot to leave the dogs in the mm. caravan. But we would try, you know, we would try to get down to the beach extra early, stay on the beach uh, till later on, till it had cooled down. Um, you know, we were looking that the pavements weren't too hot, but you can get little booties which will protect the dog's pads. Uh, you know, if your dogs were walking them, a lot of Scotties, you know what they like, get that off my feet. I don't want my feet touching. <laughs> Just getting the boots on, you know, you're lucky if you've still got your fingers and thumbs left on your hand. Oh, yes. But, you know, if the dog will tolerate it, then you can wear the little booties. Um, you know, but we had two days where it was just too hot and we just, you know, stayed in the shade by the mm. caravan and, um, you know, and just uh, chilled out and uh, read books and yeah. drank some lovely wine and the dogs enjoyed the company, our company and the shade of the awning. So, yeah. you know, but we had planned trips out, um, you know, longer walks, but we just couldn't do them. So you've got to change your plans because the dogs are very important. Let me try this, see if it works. When I want boots, I'll tell you. That's, did that sound a bit Scottish? It's a little bit more Scottish, George. I, I thought it was a bit more Runcorn, actually. No, no disrespect to anyone listening from Runcorn, but it, it, to me it was more Runcorn. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but if you've got, you know, if you've got your dog and you're showing signs of overheating, mm. so panting, mm. um, get a towel, put it under the cold tap, Take some of the excess water off and then lie over the dog's back and round the chest, um, you know, round the front of the dog, round the chest, and that'll cool the dog down a lot quicker. What do you make of these cool gel pads that you can buy? Because my dogs won't step foot on it, actually. Yeah, my Scotties don't like them. I've got a number of them. Um, mm. My mum loved them. We used them with for my mum when she was poorly. Oh, right. And they cooled, they cooled her legs down. They were fantastic. So they do work. Yeah, yeah if your dogs will lie on them. Mm. What you've got to be careful of, if you've got a young puppy that chews, the, the mm. insides of them is toxic. Yeah, yeah. So don't leave a dog unattended on one. If your dogs will lie on them, brilliant. They will cool down. Most Scotties will just like to lie um, directly on the, if there's a flag floor, a stone floor, uh, they'll like to lie on that really. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, uh, great advice on how to stay how to stay cool. Um, we're going to be back after uh, this commercial break. Me and together with my friends Emma and Brian, we will be delivering website news from London Scotty Club in audio format. The advantages are that if you are out walking your dog, you can listen to the latest stories from London Scotty Club. This new service is in addition to London Scotty Radio podcasts which you can listen to from this website or from podcast apps. Comment on how you find this new service. Thank you. And we're back. 
That's amazing bit of technology there for you. Kath Marshbank is our guest today on Scotty MOT. <coughs> oh, of course. And uh, just what the doctor ordered, really. Now, just to remind everybody that... Um, uh, that Kath, for, for those who haven't listened in to previous editions, shame on you, um, is the welfare officer for uh, Stex, um, which is the Scottish Terrier uh, Rescue Charity, uh, which is a national charity. Um, and it also helps uh, Scotties in many, many other ways. Uh, so um, one of the things we'd like to talk about now is kind of your, uh, uh, if you can rip out a page from your own diary there, uh, Kath, as welfare officer, and tell us a little bit about some of the stories making the headlines in the Stex world. Over to you. All right. Well, at the moment, uh, we're actually currently helping a little dog that has come from Ukraine. Uh, the dog has spent 12 weeks in an underground shel shelter in Mariupol. Uh, with his owner. Uh, they've managed to get out of Ukraine, across uh, to Poland. Uh, they spent quite some time trying to get back through to the UK. There was a lot of hold-ups with paperwork. Um, they came through Germany. Uh, the people had gone out to help them get across. Unfortunately, uh, the coach broke down, which oh was bringing a number of families over. So they had extra time. Eventually got to England, but poor little Hermes has ended up, he needed to go into quarantine. He didn't have a pet passport. So Stex are actually paying for the quarantine. He's going to spend three months in the kennels. Um, but once that three months is up, he can then um, live happily with his owner um, in the down near she uh, Sheffield, Chesterfield area. Oh, right. At the moment. Right. So it's it's really good news. Um, it's already done three weeks now in quarantine. So hopefully those weeks are going to pass by quickly and he'll soon be re reunited with his owner. Fantastic news. Hermes, what a lovely name, by the way. Um, what it a is. really lovely name for a, for a Scotty. Um, and so the, the owner, this is a, is a family or is it one person who, who's managed to get out of uh, war-torn uh, Ukraine? She's come across with another family member. Right, right, okay. Um, so I'm still waiting for more information and, you know, hopefully we'll get a full story of, um, you know, the the transportation across, you know, what it was like. So we wanted to do a piece for the Stex newsletter. Of course. So we just, you know, we're still waiting for some uh, some information uh, but, you know, as soon as I hear anything, I'll let you know. Fantastic. And and I, I'm sure it's going to be a really riveting read um, in the Stex newsletter. So um, remind me, is it every t uh, half year or every quarter that you have a newsletter at Stex? It's twice a year, half a year. It's half yearly, yeah. OK, well, we'll look out for the next one then. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's an amazing story. I mean, in that sort of mercy dash of helping, because uh, we hear all the time of how we're trying to help arm the Ukrainians against uh, the the Russian uh, aggressors, but we don't hear so much about the, the stories about people getting out of there. I, of course, many of them have gone to neighbouring countries. You mentioned Poland, of course. Uh, many have gone to Romania, uh, you know, Moldova, other places around. But you you don't really hear very much about how how what is the journey that takes them all the way across Europe to the UK, and in this case, with a Scottish terrier, no less. Um, yeah. So absolutely amazing story. So we 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 when when can we hope to see that in the newsletter? When's uh, when's the next That'll one published? Be the autumn winter newsletter. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, but also we we need to speak to them about you know actually being underground. Uh, you know, at the mm. steelworks. Yeah. Thinking yeah. they were going to be there for a few days and ended up being there for for twelve weeks. So they were there with the dog in with in dog. under under the steelworks, the famous yeah. besieged steelworks that were recently yeah. um, occupied by the Russian forces. 
Right. What an amazing story. Um, and and again, again, you know, when you think about 12 weeks, um, which is an incredibly long period of time to be um, somewhere that's pretty foreign. I mean, it's not you haven't got a garden. The dog can't just run around. Where are you going to get the dog food from? What does the dog eat? I mean, for, for, for 12 weeks, you're probably getting rations because um, obviously there was a network to get to, to feed the population. There were civilians down there. There weren't just soldiers. But what about the dogs? I mean, did anyone think about um, what they might need under underground? Crazy, yeah. crazy. You know, so, so scary. Um, yeah. You know, so um, we can't wait to speak to uh, Hermes's owner and uh, you know get some information of just what it was like you know with um you know for, for the dog how resilient he's been you know hearing the bombs going off um missiles mm. you know very noisy atmosphere um, and of course dogs feed with. Uh, sorry just interrupt you dogs feed off uh, fear as well so when they when they sense that people around them are tense or scared which of course they would be um you know then then this then must feed into the dog as well. I mean, if you think about, you know, Guy Fawkes night, we, we, we get enough of that in one evening with the bangs and the clappers going off. Um, and it's something that most Scotties do not appreciate. Just imagine what it must be like for an, for a, for a dog to be, um, underground when there is all this shelling going on and, and people are genuine and people are not celebrating this. This is, this is, this is war. I mean, this is the real thing. So it must be absolutely harrowing. I just hope that I just hope that Hermes, after uh, three months of um, uh, quarantine, you mentioned in quarantine, so three months of quarantine to get into the UK, will uh, will not be shaken, will not be affected long term by this very, very difficult ordeal. Yeah, you know, we, we hope that, you know, he'll soon be re- reunited with his owner. She ha- she was initially going in, at, uh, you know, to take food and see him. But the kennels have actually said it is taking up too much time and it's not possible to go in every day. Um, so I believe she's able to go in every other week to see the to see the dog. So hopefully he won't be affected and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll come through the other side. Absolutely. Well, we, oh, we're sending all our love, hugs and best wishes to Hermes and um, Hermes owners. Um, and we very much hope to hit, read more about this incredible story in the next Stex newsletter. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. OK, um, we're going to be back after uh, this little commercial break. This is Jenny. I listen to London Scotty Radio podcasts when walking my lovely Scotty Logan. It's the perfect accompaniment to a leisurely dog walk. I'm Eileen. I like to listen to London Scotty podcast while chilling with a glass of wine and preparing dinner. It's Max here. I listen to the podcasts in the bubble bath for fab tips. This is Zelda. I like to do lino cuts of Scotties. That's what I do when I'm listening to the podcast. I listen to them for inspiration. This is Fraser, London Scotty Club podcast. It's a great way to end the day. Well, thanks very much, gang, for that. A few endorsements there for Scotty MOT and all the other podcasts that we do on this uh, on this channel, which includes, of course, the Collard series as well. Uh, Kath, just before you dash, um, and we see you in about uh, I think two months' time on the current on the current uh, scale of things. Um, just to remind everybody, if you have a question for Scotty MOT, please do visit Scotty dot scott that's the website that's scotty spelt with an ie of course scotty dot scott it has a radio question form you just fill that out attach photos 
or a short video if you think this might help us uh, with your question about your Scotty, if your Scotty is poorly or that you've got any concerns. And we'll do our very best to answer your question on a future episode of Scotty MOT. Um, you can do it now. In fact, you can write in. But Ladies and gentlemen, remember that neither Kath nor other guests on Scotty MOT are qualified vets. And so therefore, uh, we would always advise that if you are especially anxious about your Scotty, and we know they're a hardy breed and they, they can put up with an awful lot, uh, but if you are concerned, the best thing is to to book and uh, your vet and, and go and see see the vet for professional advice. That would always be our our best uh, suggestion to you. Kath, anything you want to mention just before we round up today's show? Would you believe we've been talking for about 25 minutes? That's it. We, we can natter, can't we? We certainly start. can. <laughs> well, well, we need yeah. natterers on this show. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the weather, enjoy your Scotties, and just, you know, slowly cool the dogs down. Not too many ice cubes, you know, because, again, if the dogs are very hot... Putting that cold water into the dogs can upset the tummies, and before you know it, you've got uh, you know some runny bottoms and a lot of cleaning up to do. So just cool the dogs down slowly. Slowly does it. Same as with diets, right? When you're changing a dog's diet, sometimes you have to do it. Obviously, we try to avoid doing it unnecessarily. But if you have to change the dog's diet, you don't just do it right away. So even if you you've been given a medicated diet from the vets. Um, they will always advise you, you don't just change overnight. You've got to phase in the new food and phase out yeah. the old food over several days uh, to get the balance right. I mean, they are really very delicate creatures, aren't they, our oh, Scotties? They, they certainly are. They certainly are. And then again, you know, taking your dogs into water to cool the dogs down. Yes, if your Scotties like a paddle, it's great. Keep an eye on them. They're not good swimmers. Mm. And please be careful, the blue-green algae. Um, oh, Yes. You know, that's in the ponds and that is absolutely fatal. You know, we, we love to think that somehow, you know, this time of the year, uh, everything is so lovely. You know, you've got the birds and the bees and everything's sort of happening. And it's, it's just such a lovely time. The days are long and often sunny and sometimes oppressively hot as we're getting right now. But that's the upside. The downside is there's all these risks, aren't there, Kath, that we have to look out for. Yeah, you know, um, the bees, the dogs, uh, love to chase the bees and wasps. And again, they'll snap out and sting. And before you know it, the dog's face is all swollen up. Most often than not, you know, a couple of antihistamine tablets will take the swelling down and the dogs don't need to see the vet. But sometimes, again, where the dog's been stung, if it's right down um, beyond, beyond the soft palate, down in the throat, the throat can swell and the dog's got difficulty breathing, so you've got to rush the dogs down to the vets. So it's, um, you know, we, we love the summer, but it can be very taxing. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that point, actually. Well, believe it or not, we are actually at the end of the show. So, Kath Marshbank, thanks again for being great sport. See you in a, in a while. And um, wishing everybody happy Scotties. Thanks for listening to London Scotty Radio. This and all our podcasts are available online at londonscotty.club. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to us from your favourite podcast player app. Also visit us on YouTube for fun videos. And if you have a Scottish Terrier in London or nearby, be sure to join us.